Hi, I'm Nico. And I'm Rashmi. And we're your hosts of Anything But, a podcast where we chat with notable people about anything but what they're notable for. Today, we are joined by the world's number one amateur female golfer, three-time McCormick medal winner, NCAA Division I champion, and the first student athlete signed by Adidas. Rosang, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> well, we're going to spend our first few minutes talking about everything golf, and then we'll shift into anything but it. So to kick it off, what first got you into golf? What first got me into golf? Well, my dad's friend forced my dad to start golf because, you know, parents always want to have a little betting session on the golf course. And it was the only way that they could bond outside of the work area. So my dad made me try all different sports. I went from swimming, tennis, badminton to just anything else. And I've always loved playing outdoors, playing any type of sport. So I picked up the golf club because of my dad. And I just started swinging in the yard. And then he said, yeah, you kind of have a knack for it. You should try it out. And then from there, I just tried it. I started being really serious right from the start. So I just always had the, you know, I want to practice every day kind of mindset. And then I just went from there. I always loved playing tournaments. And then I always practiced with friends from day one. So it was just a really like easy transition into playing golf. When, when you were you like start? trying oh sorry. oh, sorry, you go no, ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, I just think when you were like trying out all those sports, was there like one that you like maybe thought that you were going to stick with before golf? Yeah, I was actually super invested in tennis, even oh. though I've never played a single like tournament round or like I never played a single event. I've always loved watching it. I would practice with my dad like every single afternoon. But then I think he thought that, first of all, tennis is really hard on the body. So he's just like, I don't want you to be like 16 and have a, you know, 70 year old body right. <laughs> um, <laughs> where you're just like constantly injured. And I don't think I have any sort of advantage to like, you know, my other competitors. If I were to play tennis, I'm not that tall. I'm not I wasn't like really built. I was like very skinny, very, you know, small. And even though like a lot of other you know, tennis athletes now, like, that's not necessarily a bad thing, like, where they can actually, like, perform well with their technique and, you know, with their practice. It's still, you know, something that my dad considered to be like, oh, maybe you shouldn't do it. I was just going to ask really quick, when did you first start golfing? I started when I was nine and a half. So it's not later, it's not earlier than any of the other players that I know it's probably one of I, I started pretty late okay that's pretty late wow so did you try all of the other well I guess I, I was just surprised that like nine and a half is late to be starting something because to me that seems like it's still pretty early I know I was yeah. thinking that much at nine and a half no a lot of my friends they like started golf when they were like three obviously it's probably more casual but they still picked up the game a lot more quicker well i was playing with like thomas the train when i was three <laughs> i wasn't on the golf course oh my gosh i can't well, even I imagine wasn't picking doing up that either. so let's see you started nine and a half were you playing <laughs> these other sports or trying them before you were like when you were younger than nine and a half yes I was trying these sports 
I, I think I tried a lot of different sports when I was like seven, eight. That was like the timing where, you know, my dad made me be like, oh, you need to try all these different things and I'm going to have you try all of them. <laughs> that makes sense, though. Like starting early, having that chance to explore everything. Mm-hmm. Do you think you would have landed with golf had you not had a chance to explore the other sports? Yes, I probably would have. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like everything just fell into place when I just first started. I just found the game to suit my personality a lot more. And I thought that golf is just super unique because, you know, you're playing by yourself. You're playing on your own. Nothing's kind of bearing with you. And you're the only one that's like that can control your ball. So you're not necessarily playing like 1v1 against another person unless you're like practicing with them a little bit. And it's just a very chill environment in general. I always liked that. I always like played team sports, but any of like the individual sports I did, it just felt so like, I don't know, it just like felt like you were always like trying to compete with someone on your team or like at another team. So I appreciate that about (laughs) golf. I think that's always nice. nice. Yeah. When you were younger, do you have any like, favorite golf memories whether that just be like funny ones or just like accomplishments that you had when you were younger that meant a lot to you yeah it's actually super funny because when I first started I actually didn't start at a driving range this was quite random but we have this like open like you know how like our city is pretty new Irvine And there's a lot of, like, new homes that were being built and constructed. So next to my house, probably, like, a minute away, there's, like, this complete empty patch of just, like, land. And, like, you can drive into the gates and just, like, put a mat there and start hitting balls randomly. (laughs) Oh, lovely. Yeah. So you made your own driving range. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> I didn't exactly know how legal it was, but you know, like the fire firefighters, there was like a fire station right next to there, and they like came over, said hi, and it was like very chill. They were like, "Oh, you can you can be here," <laughs> so just like practice there every day. And it was like there was no one. And after we hit our golf balls, since like we got our own, we just like went out, drove, and like picked up the golf balls <laughs> to like only come back and hit again so it was like yeah our own little mini driving range except the land was like 700 800 yards long that's that's so much fun yeah yeah are there houses there now yes there are now apartments okay you can't (laughs) quite do the same thing anymore (laughs) (laughs) you can't i did that for a good like two three months because like nothing was happening on that land and like no one was doing anything yeah it's like next to great park where that's like our like big park area in the air in irvine so it was kind of cool to just like do that (laughs) and say i did it no that sounds yeah right it sounds really cool another cool thing that rashmi had mentioned in the intro was that you were the first student athlete signed by adidas Mm-hmm. And we're wondering if you can talk a little bit about like what that means to you and and what this moment means yeah for you. Yeah, it's a super incredible honor for me to have. I mean, I've worked with 
Adidas when I was like, and I've always been like with them in terms of they provide me clothing and there's like no specific sponsorships because we're not allowed to have any sort of binding contract. They just like offer me clothes and then I just wear it and then I rep three stripe as a junior golfer. And then once NIL started, it was just, I've always been very loyal to their brand. I've been loyal to also Callaway and we just always had a good relationship. So when NIL came around, I've been able to talk to them and they very much wanted me to hop on board with their team. So it was just super, it was a great mutual thing. And I had we all had mutual respect towards each other. So it was just really cool to like be able to have this experience and start a relationship earlier. And I was just able to, you know, just, I was lucky, I would say. <laughs> I mean, that is like so, like I'm like fangirling for you. I remember like in eighth grade, like everyone had the like Adidas superstar shoes and like, yes. I don't know, it's just like, it's it has such a hold on everyone so like that is so exciting that's incredible I'm like that's so cool (laughs) thank you when you're like thinking about these like major accomplishments you've already had so many like Adidas and like the countless countless awards that you've won what are some of your other goals for the future of your golf career whether that be in the near future or long term too what are you kind of looking forward to Yes. I mean, I feel like this upcoming year is going to be an extremely big year for me. I think I have a couple of that's lined up. And then I think after golf, I definitely do want to do something else. I'm not going to play golf my whole life. But regardless of what I do, I want to kind of impact a community or impact people for the better. So whether that's like starting like a foundation or like a school, like it's just all up in the air. But yeah, it'll be cool. <laughs> I know from last year, we lived on the same floor and you were out of the dorm quite a bit, sometimes for like extended periods of time. And using this as a way to kind of shift into anything but golf, can you talk to us a little bit about what we might not understand about being a student athlete? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure Nico knows firsthand, but I'm like barely in the dorm <laughs> the whole day. We would have like a very busy day, I would say. We would have 6.30 workouts in the morning with the team. And then you also eat breakfast in that area, Ariaga. And then I would automatically go to class. I would have like three classes in a row because we have afternoon practice. We can't really take classes during practice. So my practice would start around 1.30 and then we'll practice until like 5 or 6. And then if I do have an evening class, I would go to that. If I don't, then I'll probably just, you know, eat dinner, do something else, and then come back to the dorm pretty late. (laughs) And yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh, and then that's like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then on Tuesdays and Thursdays, because our team is so good, everyone has to qualify for their positions when we actually play in a tournament. So. We have full 18 round qualifying, 18 hole qualifying. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen you come back from those. They seem like long days sometimes. Um, But (laughs) then, like, sometimes you're totally gone, like, off campus at a tournament or something. 
That's what true. does that mean in terms of like homework? Because I like what is that arrangement between academics and athletics when you're just gone and you have to be playing, you know, for however many days? Right. It's horribly brutal, actually, because, you know, when we're gone for these events, the timing that we have for doing homework is basically near none. We have to, you know, we have to do work on the plane or we'll have to do work beforehand after. But like during the events, we have full 36 full days. We would be playing, you know, 12 hours in one day. And then the next day is like another 18. And 18 holes already take like six hours, including practice and like all the miscellaneous stuff. So it's, you know, basically half to our full day is gone. And that would be very difficult for us to make up work, especially if we're taking a hard class. But I would I would just try to make it up as soon as I come back or try to manage my time wisely. But, you know, obviously it's very difficult <laughs> to do so, especially when you're gone very like consecutive weeks. I'm gone, especially in the spring quarter. That's when our schedule racks up and we're basically playing almost week in, week out. So we're not there the majority of the time. <laughs> I mean, even without like the time constraints, you must just be exhausted too when you do have time. So exactly. And if we oh. don't, and if we're not playing, we're probably doing like a social event. We're probably like, right. We're probably having dinner with the team, doing something. And it's just, it's a lot, but you know. I think I have gotten used to it over the years. And you have a magnificent ability to just like tune all noise out when you need to do things because our hallway last year could get pretty loud and you just could shut it all off. So hopefully that, that true. unique ability <laughs> has helped you like recharge sometimes. No, I've definitely done a very good job at that. I mean, I remember last year when we were on the same floor <laughs> In the dorm, I would just be able to sleep with the lights on. I'd be able to sleep with everyone in the hallway. Like, it's just, I'm, yeah. Let's just say I sleep like a rock. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good. It's good to have that at least when you yeah. really need to get your rest when you can. Okay. So thank you so much for sharing all about your golf career and just getting to hear your thoughts about it. It was like, it was a really exciting opportunity for us to get to hear about it. But now we kind of want to start to shift into anything but that and learn about all these other parts of you that aren't necessarily related to golf. So the first one we the first question we have is a bit of a transition question. So it's thinking, even if you didn't play golf and imagine a different world, you could try any sport you've ever wanted. It doesn't have to be when you also tried when you were younger too. It can be like a completely new sport. Mm. What sport would you want to play or what sport do you think you could maybe be like really good at in a different world? I would say I would pursue tennis for sure okay. because I've I've been in that environment and I've been in that kind of like practice mindset and I'm pretty competitive so I can see myself being like pretty hardcore at it I also this is so random but I really like diving obviously like it requires a lot of like practice ever since you're like younger and all that. But I'm like pretty good at like simple dives. And that's like 
a skill set that you kind of need when you just start. So I feel like if I practice diving, it would be kind of cool. <laughs> That'd be really cool. No, diving is one I, of those sports that seems like so cool, but so hard to do. Yeah. To me, it, at least. I don't know. No, it's definitely very difficult, especially like, you know, jumping down 10 meter at a board. See, I don't know that I could bring myself to do that, to just I like did jump that off one of- time. Oh, really? But not like a dive, like literal, like step out pencil, just like drop into the water. It was at a summer camp, I think. That's but like, of- I still can't do a front dive. So like, I am nowhere near like qualified. But I have jumped off one of like the high platform ones. Oh Those gosh. things are just scary to me. I just I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But, it's okay. Definitely scary. But it's I'm not scared of heights, so I feel like that would be. I don't know. It would suit me a little more. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you said? You're good at simple dives. What would you say your most impressive simple dive is? It's just a head first dive. That is not really anything. But like it's. I was able to like glide in the water. Like it was like a technique where it's like you dive and your legs have to be straight. Some people when they like dive, their like legs split up and then like they can't really enter the water as cleanly. So I would say that like my dad was like, Oh yeah, you're actually really good at like diving in that angle or you're not. So I don't it's, even like going upside down underwater, so I don't know that I could go head first in a dive. But no, honestly, good for you. Honestly, like you have to learn how to do like backflips and stuff. So like in another world, if I was younger, I would practice it. But as of now, I can't do anything. <laughs> and it goes you can... so fast. It literally like when they <laughs> dive, it's like they like, yeah. turn so fast. I can't even keep yeah. up. The no, that's wild. I'm a little tall for it. Like you have to be a certain height. You can't be super, super tall or like super, super built. So, Hmm. yeah, it's best if you remain petite because, you know, when you enter the water, you have less of you to enter. Oh, that's true. (laughs) I never thought about that. That that. That makes a lot of sense. Wait, okay. Huh. You have to minimize your splash when you go in. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I know nothing about diving. I just like watch it with my mom. I know nothing either. And that's just like become such a critic. I'm like, oh, yeah, that like ending was not that good like they were like curved or something i don't know what i'm talking about but yeah right and it's like yeah just a little thing but wow i know okay so like divers also probably get up super early just like you for golf we know it's kind of early there where you are right now too it's what 7 30 in the morning more or less so like if you didn't have anything to do right now if we weren't holding you here on our show (laughs) and you had absolutely no obligations for the day what would you be doing if you had a completely free day completely free day well i like to at least like recently i've been taking a little small break from practice yeah just to like get my body back in shape get my body back in tune I'd probably work out i usually hang with some friends especially at home i haven't seen them in so long i'm actually seeing them today oh just so funny like high school friends and we're just gonna have a little nice get together and then i don't know i feel like i i usually just if i have a free day i fill it up very easily <laughs> so i would say relatable nothing like <laughs> yeah there's nothing that i necessarily like want to do but it's just anything that comes to me i'll just do it 
So whether it's like socializing with friends, whether it's like, you know, maybe playing a little bit or practicing a little bit and then like eating. <laughs> I don't have anything else. Just anything uh, not. That's so a good day. That sounds That is good. a good day. That would yeah. be a very, very fair. Day. Yeah. <laughs> That makes sense. I think something I'm curious is like, you obviously have a ton of success in golf, but outside of that and just in your everyday life, is there a particular way that you define success for yourself or just in general? I think for me, success is, you know, it varies for person to person, but I believe that for me, being successful means that I'm able to have an impact on people and I'm able to have like an impact on like a community for the greater good. So, you know, even if I don't play golf, even if I, you know, don't have a name in the golf world, I would still need to be able to, you know, do stuff that can, you know, have people, you know, gain respect for me as like a person and a character so I think that like personal development and being able to be the best version of myself would be successful like would be for me like a successful factor yeah I think and I'm also like for me our family's Christian I'm Christian so you know just being able to like be a great you know person for the christian community and just like you know do god's work i think that's like a very like important thing for me on a daily basis to like reflect on and think about so if i'm able to do that i would say it's it would be a successful life <laughs> in that spirit of kind of helping other people and having an impact is can you think of like the best advice that you've given someone? Best advice. I feel like for the people around me, especially little kids, I interact with little kids a lot because when I'm at the golf course, a lot of their parents come up to me or my dad and we like start talking about our experiences or they ask us questions on what they should do in their future golf careers. And with that in mind, I usually give them very practical advice in terms of, you know, what tournaments they should play, like as a junior golfer and like how college coaches can, you know, pay attention to them or how they should interact with college coaches. So I talk a lot about that, but I would say one of my most important messages or like advice that I've given to someone is to actually like the sport is to actually like what you're doing and then you know from there you can work hard but it wouldn't feel like a chore to you you need to do you need to have like a passion for you know whatever you you do whether it's you know a sport whether it's the arts like it's just very important for you to actually like it so you can actually move further into you know investing yourself into you know, whatever you're doing. And then on like in sports, I would say also an important advice is actually to rest. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Because once you work hard, there's a fine line between obsessive practice and just, you know, more effective practice. And I would say, you know, the effective practice definitely works well on your body a lot more. And it also works better on your mind. So when you play, it's, you know, you're you're more efficient in what you do. So I've I've been there, done that. I've over practiced. I've obsessively practiced. And I thought if I don't practice enough, it's not good enough. So, you know, now I know rest is key. <laughs> and it you- actually helps you. So it's so some of the people that I know, one person in particular, she like practices day in, day out and like plays day in, day out. And I'm like, okay, at this point, like if I'm going to get injured, you're going to get injured. Like, I don't think it's going to be a pretty road to, you know, follow down to. So, yeah, I would say it's just like a range of things. (laughs) Do you have someone that you lean on to also get advice from, like kind of a role model in your life that parts this advice down to you? Yeah, I feel like growing up, I have never really had a specific like role model to tell me things because I'm as an Asian American, I actually started started golf without having another like role model or like person who's who got really good and is also Asian American. So I've, I feel like I've always had to, you know, just me and my dad would always try to figure out things throughout our career. But I would say along the lines, there were, there's just so many people that would like come into my life, like my dad's friends in particular, we would just meet someone and like, they would give us like, advice to things, what we should do, even though they don't necessarily play golf. It's not necessarily golf advice that we need anymore. It's more so like how we continue to grow, how we continue to how we should do things on a social level, like enhance our social network, all that stuff. So it's just a lot of mentors along the line, on along the years who, you know, tell me, you know, maybe you should do this. Maybe you should try this. And these people are all very successful. They're, you know, whether they're like business owners in China or, you know, they're very, you know, wealthy and do good here. It's just a lot of those people. Yeah. And that's, I think it's really important to have those kinds of people in your life who, even if they're not like in the same industry or in the same field, mm-hmm. we're there to provide some sort of guidance. And I mean, you're an aunt, right? So looking <laughs> towards like the upcoming generations, right? How do you, like, what do you think the best part is about being an aunt or maybe being in that position where, you know, you're someone who could be relied on? Oh, it was super cool. I mean, I haven't been able to see my niece for a while since I've been in college and over the summer I wasn't at home so kind of this break was the first time I really interacted with her but she really liked me I mean like every single time I would enter another room she would either want to follow me or she would start crying and then like when I left she would also start crying so it's like very heartwarming like and I think that I love kids So when I interact with kids, it's just super fun. And especially in her age, like she's two and a half or around there. So that's when, you know, you hang with babies and it's actually really fun. (laughs) You don't have to do a lot of work. It's usually in the long run. (laughs) 
So yeah, I feel like having the younger generations, it's a new environment for them. You know, like digital world. She has her iPad like on hand all the time. And it's like, I've never had that. Like I would go outside, play with rocks. I don't know, do random stuff. But it's definitely not with an iPad. And like, yeah, like the world's evolving. But I think that it's just super cool. One's just like, you know, just another generation and we're getting older <laughs> I we guess. are getting yeah. older that's, that's so kind scary. of gross honestly yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little I'm just oh, like, that's so weird how did time pass so fast by the time like i don't know we graduate and by the time it's like you know we're in our 20s we're gonna be like in the workforce i don't know it's just like i know like, <laughs> Wait, so like well okay i guess while we're kind of in this like next chapter discussion like before you got to college is there some sort of myth about going to college or university that was debunked when you got there like something you thought might be true but that actually wasn't mm-hmm. i i feel like it, you know when you're younger you always think that oh like these prestigious colleges prestigious schools there's so many good people who are like who got in and our students there they did so much and they're all like you know the top one percent people in the world that's what scared me because when I went in I was like oh this is terrible like I'm not gonna make any friends like everyone's gonna be like stuck up and you know they're all just gonna like brag about their work I don't know I don't know what I was expecting but I was like expecting everyone to be like on top of their game and be all put together and a lot of people are which is like super cool but like they're not necessarily you know it's not like their identity they're not just like oh like I'm all put together I'm gonna be like this and I'm gonna portray myself in a way that's like unapproachable but yeah when I went to college I like especially like our floor last year in our dorm it was just a very chill environment. It was really cool. And everyone was like also in shambles. Like everyone was like, oh, course registration sucks. <laughs> Everything sucks. Yeah. Uh, suck. I and can I'm, verify. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, oh, this is like, this is not what I was expecting. I was expecting, I was expecting something, but it wasn't this. <laughs> no, we all struggled together. No, we all struggled pretty bad. Yeah. That's good though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's always nice to just know that, like, a lot of the things that people hype up about, like, prestige and college and everything, like, it really just comes down to there's a lot of good people and you'll meet a lot of people where that isn't their entire identity. So you don't need to stress about making it yeah, your whole identity either. For sure. I think that's important just for everyone to understand. <laughs> I just had a question going from like the future to college and now back to high school. This is a very random question. I'm just really curious. If you had to guess, what do you think Nico was like in high school? Like if you had to guess like what he was involved in or just like what he was like in general, what do you think that he did in high school? (laughs) I feel like you're probably one of those people who like outgoing or... How do you say this? You don't have to hold any punches. <laughs> do whatever you say what you want to say. I won't be offended. 
I would say I saw Nico as someone who like organized everything. Was like, oh, we should do this. We should do that. Oh my gosh. Like, and then you would probably proceed to plan out every single thing and just have everyone follow along in it. That is not actually that. <laughs> that's actually pretty good. And it's like, he was, he was probably like doing a lot of like journal, journalism stuff. Probably a lot of, maybe, like, you did, like, a school newspaper. I don't know. <laughs> You're kind of checking all the boxes right now, Rose. Yeah. This maybe is impressive. Also did, maybe you also did, like, debates. I feel like you would be one to, like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we both did debate in high school. How? Oh, Rose. That was actually so good. No background check. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Dang. That was, okay, that's impressive. But maybe that's just who I still... I don't know. Is that who I still am? Is that just like what? Maybe um, in different contexts. You, you do less debate stuff. You do more Stanford Daily stuff. Mm, maybe that's you true. still do debate. I don't yeah, know. No, I'm, <laughs> no I, I know Jack and Zoe did the debate team. They they made the debate team last year. I haven't tried to do anything with our, our debate folks yet. Yeah. But, but no, wow. That. I'm very impressed. <laughs> wow. Okay. No, I don't know what to say. I, I'm just, I'm in, I'm in awe. I can and see also... you grasp me as like a debater too. Like, you probably yeah, I was, you me and Nico were... were like, we were similar, but like also like we argued a lot. We had to work together. A lot well, of I don't know Not if we argue, argued a lot. We were just like, we, we discussed a lot. <laughs> yeah, we discussed a lot. We had to work together for a lot of things. Yeah, okay. because we were both, we, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. We were both on the debate team. We were the co-presidents of our like student council. So we, you kind of hit a spot on. You got it. Hey. <laughs> but okay, so you checked basically everything or almost everything off the, the list of who I was in high school. But look, <laughs> looking at a different list, like we're going into a new year, you know, 2023. You've already talked about some things that are going to change as we approach this new year. But is there anything on your bucket list that you want to check off in 2023? Do you have a bucket list? I guess is a better place to start. I do not have a bucket list, but I do want to spend my... You probably have things you want to do. Yes, of course. I don't have a specific <laughs> bucket list because like, I don't necessarily say... I feel like a perk for me or like an asset that I have is I don't think about winning a lot i think about just like being able to perform well do my best and that would be winning would be a byproduct of you know how i accomplish those things but we have you know i'm still sophomore year with my team i want to make it to nationals i want to win again and i want our team to you know win back to back so that'd be cool if i could <laughs> Yeah, no, that'd be really cool. We're rooting for you. Outside of golf, though, do you have any bucket list things that are non-golfy? Non-golfy. Survive the next two quarters at Stanford. <laughs> That's, That's always I would say. Yeah. I would, <laughs> that, that would be one of them. And also, mm, outside of golf, I want to do, I'll probably like, I, I'm in a church group church student group at Stanford 
So I want to do a little more in that. I'm in university, so I want to make sure that I'm joining the community and doing as much as I can or participating as much as I can. So that's a goal too. <laughs> well, I but hope you accomplish everything that you want to. Hmm? See, I was almost expecting something like skydiving or like feed, like go to Fiji or like something big and Nico, bucket listy. I think, but I love how real it is. I think that you realize... it survived the next quarters. I don't know. I feel like it's my personality to be like, I don't really have anything. <laughs> I don't really, ha- I don't have anything that I'm like, you know, I have to do and stuff. That's cool though. But that's good. It's good to set goals like in your site that you can go and accomplish. Yeah. And also like, about I don't know. Stuff. I think Nico started this joke last year when we were in the same dorm, but like, <laughs> It's where I'm like dead inside. <laughs> or I just like To be fair, I, I, I think one of your coaches video. said it in a video what? too. I think one of your coaches <laughs> said it too. That that's like, fair. That's fair. This is very fair. Right? Like on a video too. Like in a documentary or something. They I'm not the only one. Don't paint me as a bad person here, Rose. Nico. Nico, no. I yeah, I don't really have it. <laughs> I'm pretty pretty chill. Nothing going on. So I feel like I, for me, I'm a very impromptu person. Anything that comes, I'll do it. So no goals in mind. I don't plan things where I'm like, oh, I have to do this. Maybe I'll go to yeah. Maybe I'll go to a party actually, just to like check it out. I've like been to one, and like it was for two minutes, and then I hopped out. But like, I have a friend who's hosting one. So it'll be more chill. Maybe I'll join it. Who knows? I'm not a party person. Okay, great. <laughs> That's a good goal, though. Yeah. Maybe, like, Beautiful. branch out a little more. I'll probably branch out a little more. That's, like, the goal. To, like, you know, see more, do more, hang out. <laughs> That'll be good. It's always nice just to, like, have a growing community of people that you can lean on for support or just to have fun with. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I wish you all the best in 2023 and hope that you get to achieve everything you want. Thank you. We just have one last question for you. And it's just, what is something that you've always wanted to be asked? Is there something that you've always wanted to talk about and share? Oh, See, I'm not used to those things. Something that I'm usually asked the questions. So it's very hard for, because I don't know what you guys would be curious about. So that's I don't not what's to... important here. It's what do you want to talk about? <laughs> that's true. That's true. I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. Because I honestly, like, I guess there's a lot of things I can talk about. I just don't have anything specific. Would you, do you guys have anything interested in, like, I don't know. I I guess personal life or, like, not personal, I don't know. Because, like, a lot of people talk about my professional life, for sure. You guys can ask anything. I'll, I'll give you guys the platform. You guys can ask me anything about my personal life. 
trouble that. Like, who are your friends? Or like, oh, who are yeah. your, like, you know? So, so it's like, oh, you guys can ask me anything about that. In that Okay, area. so you've, okay, you've talked a bit about what it's like when you're on, you know, like student athlete mode day in, you've got all of your practice, you have to get all your classes in during the day. But when you have the scarce moments of free time, who are you spending it with and what are you doing? This quarter, this past quarter has been very hectic. So it's been like I haven't been able to hang out as much as I wanted to. But I, you know, obviously I hang out with my teammates. We don't have a lot of people on the team. So everyone becomes really close. I would hang out with them. And I would hang out with my roommate. I have a couple friends in the dorm that I hang out with on a regular basis. And I have like, like, little Bible study groups and like church gathering that I go to and like all my friends are there too. So I usually just hang out and chill out for the night. (laughs) It's usually in the evening. It's not usually during the day. So at night, everyone's kind of like pooped about the whole day. So we just... But yeah. That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, it does make sense. (laughs) No, well... Do you want to, we'll give you an opportunity. Do you want to give a shout out to anyone in your personal life? You don't have to. We can cut this segment out of the show if you have no one you want to shout out. But we're going to give you like the, the high mom on TV moment. Oh, wow. I'm so honored. I, hmm. I would be, let me think. That's a good question. Hi, Jen. <laughs> Jen, it's called <laughs> Mirla, no, Jen from Mirla one in freshman year and Jen in Laurel two. <laughs> I just say hello. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, we are really appreciative of how generous you've been with your time. Oh, thank you so much. That's that what we've got for you now. We really appreciate you joining us. That was Anything But Golf with Rose Zhang. Head over to anythingbutpod.com to learn how you can join us for an after show. Anything But was created by Rashmi Ranger and Nicholas Lepins, produced by Iman Rahman, with original music by Caleb Liu.